All right, Ben here with BSL Nutrition. I am pleased and honored to introduce Alexander Kasturis, who is a nutrition and functional medicine consultant. She's a speaker, a writer, and a professional model. She's the founder of Biogenics Consulting, which began as a personal training and nutrition company 18 years ago and has since burgeoned forth into a consulting company specializing in gut, brain, performance, and pain. Kasturis has worked with high-level clients, including Olympic and professional athletes, the Saudi royal family, TV producers, and top fellow coaches. Her vast majority of clients include regular executives, moms, and competitive athletes who want to look better, feel energized, and function normally. She loves Seinfeld, quoting movies, and being an avid curiosity enthusiast. And everything in her life is a true dichotomy of dueling existence. Alexandra, how are you? Hi, I'm lovely. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm Thank wonderful. you for having me on. It's like I said, it's a pleasure and an honor. Um, we have known known each other somewhat over the last uh, eight or eight or ten years through continuing education courses, and uh, we obviously speak the same language. We are both passionate about health and fitness. Um, so tell me. You're obviously working with a diverse, uh, a diverse group of people, and in your in your uh, introduction, you mentioned that you work with clients that have brain gut performance and pain, or that want to improve brain gut performance and pain. Are those mutually exclusive, or how do you how do you work with those types of clients? That's a good question. Um, so. Most people come to me usually with like the normal Joe that will have complaints either. Usually it's more so nowadays uh, getting people with energetic complaints. They're fatigued. They're tired. They have gut dysfunction. They have pain. Um, things aren't coming out the back end the way they had wanted to, or they have an injury. Um, they've got some sort of pain, spinal pathology, or it could be injury in regards to visceral injury, organs, guts, conditions, things like that. So when I say pain, I don't mean specific um, physical musculoskeletal pain or joint pain, but it also can be pain in the form of a condition. Um, I, you know, I work with a vast, uh, vast plethora of people, um, but most of the people in our industry, if you say you work with, you can, you can work with a lot of um, high profile people, but in reality, those high-profile people, if they're athletes, athletes usually come to them preseason, postseason, so they're not going to be the majority of people's bulk yeah. of their of their you know of their practice. Um, so I, in the beginning of my um, career, I worked a lot more so with those people, and I still do here and there. Um, and I traveled a little with, um, you know, Royal family and kind of left my home for that and traveled around the world, which was lovely. Um, but now predominantly, you know, I work with, you know, women specifically, um, there's a lot of women that need help, um, and a lot of women that need love. Um, and there's a lot of misinformation that's going around. And, um, I, originally started working with men that were twice my size, probably three times my size, but now it's kind of shifted a little bit. Um, there's not that many women, you know, there's not that many practitioners or coaches in the women's space that really address the, the whole of a woman. And it's not just a personal training or, 
working out or just basic, you know, diet and nutrition. Um, I kind of really get and delve a lot deeper than that. And most people nowadays are there. It's the world is stressed, man. Everybody's stressed. There's a lot of shit going around. There's environmental toxins, there's physical stress, emotional stress and jobs and beauty products and sleep and yes. relationships and jobs and and nobody is really addressing that and how that affects the functionality of a body and that's kind of where i come in and really get to you know the root of the cause and uh so that's why i kind of shifted my gears a little bit to women because um i just a couple of years ago coincidentally i mean i started getting a flood of women um, to the point of I had a waiting list of women. So I just said, you know what, like, I'm a woman, you know, men don't really understand women as much as women, and they can take a lot of courses and things of that sort, and they can understand and the periods and the cycles and the hormones. But I really feel that I can cater to understanding women, I think, a little bit, you know, better than maybe a man three times my size. So um, I still do that, and I'm still really good at it. And I've still worked with professional baseball players and D1, D2, combine people, um, Olympic swimmers. But um, there's something about, you know, women that just they really need they really need help. So I agree with you completely, and I think it's one thing to you know, there's so many practitioners that specialize in working with, you know, kind of the busy mom population because it's a population that needs a lot of help. Like you said, is there's so much stuff going on. There's so much stress. We need help with it, with increasing physical activity, finding the right eating habits, but that's common sense beyond that stuff, right? Obviously you address those things, but beyond that, you talked about gut health and, and women loving themselves and, and, and ways to manage that stress. So what does that typically look like for you when you sit down with the client, whether it's in person or I'm assuming you work with long distance clients, kind of how do you get to the root of that stuff and how do you determine like what are the stepping stones to start to break through some of those barriers that could be causing women to hold on to body fat? Because in my experience, it oftentimes can go beyond just the physical activity and nutrition. Is that fair? Very fair. Yes. Um, some of the biggest things. So, so first part of that question. So what do I typically do? So for me, you know, and I, I'm a big thing since when I first started, you know, if you're not assessing, you're just guessing. And for me, I am very anti-protocol. Um, mm -hmm. I don't believe in giving the same person the same thing, even if they're twins. I don't even give a shit if they're twins. They're still not getting the same thing right. um, because everybody has a different cellular to cellular relationship with their body and they have a different biochemistry that is moving around. And to really get to the bottom of what somebody needs, you've got to know as much as possible. So for me, like I am a very big advocate and a lot of people don't do this because it takes a lot of time. But for me, the more information that I can get from a client, whether they think it's relevant or not, I try to get it. So I'm a big proponent in, um, you know, intake forms, getting labs prior to seeing me. Um, what sort of yeah. labs will you run? Um, it depends, usually just a basic five panel blood test, including thyroid. However, thyroid is not really that accurate in my opinion these days, but 
still doing it just to see if shit's getting deep, you know, on the, on the panel, sure. but doing that, um, depending how they're coming to me, if they feel that they have a gut dysfunction, um, also, you know, it really depends on their finances and that's a big thing for people nowadays working with people, you know, they work with people that are within their health insurance and within that. So trying to work with the general female public in what tests they can get in regards to finances, because everybody doesn't have just money to blow on tests. So I try to just give them the basic five panel. And then if they have any, if it's a chronic condition, if it's an acute condition, if it's gut dysfunction, they can get either a stool test, whether it's three day, five day, um, they can get an organic acid analysis, a urine organic analysis test, which is by the urine, not blood. That's probably one of the most informative tests on God's green earth. Um, it will tell you anything from microbiome to toxicity, to metabolic, to nutrients, to um, neurotransmitters to every single, essentially there's, there's almost every panel on that to tell you. Um, that you, is probably the most amazing that I, yeah, it's yeah. an amazing test. And, and just so people understand, could you just, just generally break it down a little bit into what that test looks at? So you said it's a urine test, looks at, um, you know, organic acids. What, what does that mean? What are the kind of things, the main things that that test would point out that we wouldn't see through traditional blood work testing um, or other diagnostic tests, as an example? Okay. So, okay, here we go. So a regular blood test will just essentially give you, you know, blood health if your body is um, fighting an infection, um, if your liver is working functioning, up, you know, functioning properly, if your kidneys are functioning properly, your lipid profile, so your basic yeah. cholesterol, your basic thyroid, and the basic blood test will give you just an overall, you know, sheath of your health. Whereas an organic acid test or anything that's very more specific, you're, you're an organic acid test. Most people will go to see about the health of their microbiome. So their bacteria, if, um, their, if their immune system is good, mm -hmm. if they have inflammation markers. So if they are going to be, if they have major inflammation cascade, if they're going to be diagnosed with a autoimmune dysfunction or autoimmune disease, yeah. um, or some sort of diagnosis or concern for a gut dysfunction, whether it be IBD, IBS, diverticulitis, things like that. And then it also looks at toxicity. Um, it could be environmental toxicities. It could be um, nutritional deficiencies that are leading to other toxicities. Um, and then it can go into other things. So um, there's many, many reasons why people would get a urine organic test to look at it, but the results in the information and the education and the knowledge that you will acquire about your health from that test is few and far between. Um, everybody doesn't have to get that test. It will be beneficial for 100% of the populace, but it's not necessary um, because some people, um, they don't need to get that far because they're feeling good. Um, you know, that, that test is only if you um, have something that really, you know, nobody else has really figured out. It's usually time to dive deeper into how you are assessing or how somebody is assessing your health. Yeah. I love it. And I think it's really, um, I think it's really important to understand that. I love your philosophy of how we're all obviously biochemically individual. And I've talked about this, you know, we talk about this, every single person I've had on, um, 
up till now through different specialties, but all within the health industry, we've talked about, you know, the need for identifying someone's individuality. And, um, and so within that, to be able to, to isolate those, those, you know, unique needs is really, really important. Um, so let's say that, let's say that, you know, you're working with someone, they can't afford to take the test. And, and let's just generalize and say, okay, it's female population. They're experiencing um, a lot of stress, maybe sleep issues, maybe gut issues, probably energy issues, probably all of the above to some degree. Without doing the testing, what are two or three or four things that you are consistently saying to your clients, um, you know, that they could do, that they could start today that's going to help them improve on, you know, those issues, help alleviate those issues to some degree? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so I would first and foremost say, and I know this is something that everybody says, but if everybody did it, we wouldn't have to keep saying it, um, is really it. Is, is look at what you're putting in your mouth. And I'm talking about water quality, food quality, types of food that you're eating. Um, we are what we eat and almost everything in the body is dictated by our fuel. So it's the same thing as if you're trying to get from here, from your home to work and you're putting gas in your car, you have to put unleaded if you have an unleaded vehicle and you, that vehicle will not work if you go there. Well, the body is not the same way. We can put diesel, we can put slime, we can put it doesn't matter. We can put, you know, ectomorph from Ghostbusters in our tank and we, our bodies will find a way to make that shit yeah. happen. And it's different. So for most people addressing what you are eating and really seeing, you know, if your diet, is it, you know, is it pro thyroid? Is it anti thyroid? You know, basic functionality of a thyroid is it controls energy and metabolism. If you are trying to lose weight and if you are tired, that is usually the number one thing that you have to address, whether the tests say it's okay or not. So address, really, you have, to, you have to address your thyroid. Yeah, just addressing how you are eating to make sure you are doing everything in your power to positively secrete hormones efficiently from your body, whether it's um, you know endocrine hormones, anabolic hormones, cort you know cortisol hormones steroid hormones, sex hormones, anything. So for, for the, the majority of the average person, you know, what are you putting in? Are you putting in toxic products in your body? Are you putting in quality products? Are you putting in animals that are eating what they're supposed to be? So your body is reacting the right way. Um, are you eating a lot of massive amounts of refined grains? Um, are you eating things that are pro-inflammatory? So there's kind of two ways that people can eat. They can eat foods that elicit an anti-inflammatory effect or more so a pro-inflammatory effect. Yeah. And most people are eating things that they are not aware that it is either imploding them, bloating them, making them fatigued, constipating them, giving them diarrhea, making them fart, making them tired, affecting their whole, it's like a plethora of, of reactions and they don't really realize that. And if people would eat more so whole foods more often than not, the world would be a better place. I mean, it would be like people's bodies would be night and day. Um, 
And that's probably the biggest thing that I would probably say to most people. And then also supplementation and quality of supplements. I can't even go there right now because seriously, <laughs> but most people are consuming very, very poor quality supplements. And my take on supplements is, you know, our food and our soil is so degraded that that is why like 98, 99% of the world's population is deficient in magnesium and other minerals for that matter. So if our soil doesn't even have the right things that we need, our food is not going to have the right things that we need. And if most people are, you know, the most important things for the body is zinc and, and magnesium and D3 for our immune system and, and over 200 actions of the body and we're, and they're not getting it. Well, it's, you know, if somebody needs zinc and they're, you know, they're going to have to shuck dozens of oysters every day, all the right. time. It's, it's really, really hard to get your daily allowance of things. And most people don't realize, I mean, you have to eat the most beautiful, amazing diet to get everything that you need. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I actually am an advocate for supplements um, because when you work with somebody to allow that biochemistry of that person to shift and support specific pathways that they need, whether it be liver support for their detoxification. So I'm, I'm anti-detox. Um, let me just get that out. You're um, anti, anti the, the, the way it's used in the, in the media. And yes. So box cleanses, yes. cleanses, um, starving yourself with juice cleanses. Um, you know, you lose weight because you're burning your own ass for energy because you're not eating anything and you're eating low calories. You're not eating complete amino acids and shit's getting deep and, you know, things like that happen. But, you know, most people say that they feel better on that, but that's because they're taking out all the other stuff that they're used to right. eating and they're actually eating nutrients and vitamins and, you yeah. know, minerals and things like that, whether it be in the juice, whether they're blending it. Um, but I just, why doesn't anybody just want to eat a carrot? Why right. does everybody got to juice everything? I mean, juice can have a place here and there, but to go out of your way to make sure that you're getting all your servings of fruits and vegetables in juices, that's not the way that we're meant to consume food. Right. So, um, yeah, so supporting the body um, with nutrients, um, I'm not, you know, I see the place that, that supplements have, um, but getting the quality that you need, um, you know, they recently last year came out with um, the, the, some testing that was done and most of the brands of supplements that people consume are the worst quality in the country, whether, speaking of which, GNC, GNC, um, it's, they're the worst. They have heavy metal toxicity, steroids, um, fillers, byproducts, gluten, dairy, soy, some of the things that's in it is not even actually what it is. Um, but then you're getting into also like Walgreens brand and Walmart brand and members mark and all of these other supplements, you know, not to call out specific ones, but just being generally broad, the cheaper the supplement is, the crappier it is, the crappier and poor quality it is. Yeah. Um, so it's very, very important to either get with, um, you know, a pharmaceutical grade or a coach or a practitioner that has the availability to get good supplements or a doctor, your doctor speaking to somebody. Um, and for me, you know, I have been anal about what companies that I connect myself with um, because there are some companies that are good with certain things and some companies that aren't. Um, and I 
if I do recommend supplements to people, it's going to be ones that I know that it's not going to do more harm than good. Um, so that's, that's definitely very important for the average person. You know, they see these commercials and they read these magazines and they see these articles to say, Hey, this is good for me, or that did this, or this is a fat loss, or this is fat burning or, and then they just start taking all this stuff and then they don't realize it could be affecting, you know, their liver. It could be really affecting their body. Um, and they just like, just take things because, you know, they're following, you know, whatever the mass, you know, media. And if, if you're following the mass media for nutritional information, it's more than likely wrong. Um, yep. So I would say find somebody, you know, that is very credible and that um, has helped people safely and for, through, a, you know, proper science-based and experiment and experience. Um, experience is very big, you know, in this industry. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's, it's, yeah. that's right on. And okay. So we know that eating more real food, whole food diet is going to be beneficial for everyone. But we also know that, you know, our soils depleted and we can't even get suggested that we can't even get the nutrients that we need on a daily basis, even if we're eating a whole food, organic nutrient dense diet right? Which is where that individualized supplementation comes in, specifically magnesium, specifically zinc, and then also the testing to identify what other nutrient deficiencies may be relevant. What do you say to your clients when you talk to them about what we know is the biggest needle driver of weight loss, which is obviously quality nutrition? What do you say to them when they say, well, it's too time consuming, it's too expensive, I'm too busy with insert whatever it is, work, um, kids, you know, whatever it is. What's, what's your response to that and how do you realistically help them implement those principles while they may have a lot of a lot of stuff going on and may have no concept of how to start to eat more real foods well really you have to ask somebody how bad do you want it because to me all that was excuse 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 so real talk that was just a bunch of excuses yes i get it everybody doesn't have time the biggest things that americans fear is inconvenience everybody is inconvenienced to do anything um, and so if you take the average person, you know, usually when they will jump and when they'll go to that, you know, putting themselves as a priority, putting themselves as they're ready to change, something usually happens in their life. It's a trauma. It's a thing when they say, then they, something happens, they're like, no more. This is, this is the end all be all. I'm not dealing with this anymore. And it's, it's either pain. Usually pain is the biggest, is the biggest, you know, trigger for that. Um, and then, you know, when I speak with somebody and you ask them, you know, why do you want to do this? How bad do you want it? You know, are you ready to change? Are you ready to be comfortable with discomfort? Yeah. And that's really where, you know, you can allow to find out what is, holding this specific person back because it's different for everybody. It could be fear of fear, fear of failure. It can be fear of success. It can be fear of 
you know, lack of self-love, um, self-sabotage of some sort. We all have it. I do, you do, you know, everybody's different. Um, and, you know, really figuring out that lack of self-care and where it is lacking for them. Um, and a lot of women, you know, it's time. They don't have enough time, but I, you know, I try to work with everybody and figure out, okay, so we have to figure out where we can create the time, even if it takes no time out of your day. So whether it's, if you don't have time to meal prep, if you don't have time to cook, then we'll figure out getting food to your house or getting food delivered. Um, and if you don't have time to train, then we can find ways in your commute or transportation or your wherever you're getting to your day to actively work out more um, or try to be more active or more mobile more. Um, and so for the biggest things is just habit is creating that habit. Um, I'm a very, very big person over compliance over dogma. If I can get somebody to do something that's maybe not as ideal, but it's changed from where they were used to doing it. I will take that all day long. Like, like sign me up. So, um, you know, there are things right now that some of my clients do that are not the things that I would want them to do, but it's better than what they were doing. So a lot of coaches don't do that. It's like, you either have to do this or like right. you're fired or you're out. And that, that's, that's not, that's not realistic people. Like it's really not. Um, and I've learned this the hard way. Um, back in my day, um, I fired a crap ton of clients, um, because they were non-compliant. And most people, most clients are not going to do every single 100% of everything that you say. It's usually impossible because you have so much to implement. Usually trainers or coaches, they just go too fast. Mm -hmm. You have to go down to their level. You have to speak. You, you know, everybody teaches you how to treat them. So you have to be present, be quiet, listen to somebody, and then really a company, you know, you're supposed to be somebody that's supposed to help not to add stress. So if you're adding stress to somebody, then you need to think about fixing, you know, your method. Um, and so I've really tried to hone in on how I complement somebody's life to help them on their journey. You know, I, we as coaches should be honored and humbled that somebody wants us to be the catalyst for their journey. Um, and a lot of coaches, you know, don't take that seriously anymore, or they don't work with them specifically on an individual basis. So I, I really try to do that. And women are very emotionally, emotionally driven. Um, so it's even more so for women, you really have to um, be very compassionate um, and, and very loving and, and keep that compassion as they're building that journey, because that journey also includes self-worth. It also includes self-love. And that's something that's a very, very huge component of why people aren't choosing to change. They're choosing to stay in whatever they're doing. And then there's some women that are just, will try everything, but they just, you know, there's a lot of misinformation going around out there. So. Yeah, I love it. You know, oftentimes we are the uh, the only person that will listen to a client uh, in their life. I mean, yeah. You know, husband doesn't listen, kids don't listen, doctors don't listen, whatever other practitioners. And, and we have a, a significant amount of time with them typically to the degree that 
um, we often can offer the most support. So I appreciate you talking about that um, and respecting that within what you do. So what are some, you know, what are a couple experiences that have helped transform you into the person you are, into the coach that you are? You're obviously very passionate about what you do. What, what has kind of driven that? Um, well, I've, I've had a lot of shit happen to me in my life. Um, but some of the biggest ones that have really changed, um, how I represent myself to the world, um, is probably, um, in 2005, when I completely changed my diet, I learned and found out what gluten was, what gliadin was, mm-hmm. um, really kind of started diving into biochemistry of food, um, changed my diet. I'm not, I, I, I'm not celiac, but I'm non-celiac gluten sensitive. So for some people, you know, some people either they eat gluten and it, they are kind of normal, but I don't care what anybody says, the gluten nowadays, if they're not eating sourdough or specific good gluten, there's good gluten and bad gluten. Most people get reactions to gluten, but they're so unaware, they're, they're not going to admit it or they don't understand. Um, but I had major, major constipation from gluten. And when I eliminated gluten, it like changed my life. Um, I have never spoken about this ever in my whole life. This is kind of like my one small secret. And this is one of the reasons why I'm so good at what I do in regards to gut dysfunction. Um, from birth to 25, I shit maybe once a month if I was lucky. So I was literally actually full of shit, like full of shit, like my whole down one leg. Um, and I had a lot of strep throat growing up. And so I take, I took a lot of antibiotics. Um, I was a serious elite athlete, even when I was younger, um, and in multiple plethora of sports and I was very dehydrated, didn't really like water. So I was just, my recovery was just not where it was. And, um, so from that, I kind of learned, um, the moment I changed my food and my, my water and just proper supplementation, proper everything. It was like night and day. I have like the most amazing shits now. I can't even tell you. And I can't even, I can't know. I'm serious. I can't even understand when people, I can see why people are not happy when they either don't go to the bathroom or when they're in pain. Like I can see why a lot of people in this world are a-holes because they're just, it's really hard to be happy when you're in pain and when your body is not functioning optimally. So that was probably the first biggest thing. Um, I, uh, had food poisoning multiple times in my life to the point of almost death. Um, that completely changed my life, um, after that and my recovery from that and trying different methods to eradicate parasites and H. pylori and bacteria, um, and what that meant and the knowledge that I acquired. Um, and then throughout my, you know, my, adolescent years being such a, you know, an elite athlete and possibly going to be a professional. And then because of injuries and recoveries in my body, not, I guess, functioning is optimal. And then obviously my mom didn't want me to move to New York city and go to Juilliard. And she's like, you're not moving. But, um, besides that, um, you know, the, the, my health and the recovery of my body really, you know, taught me a lot. And then also, you know, 
as a woman standpoint, you know, if, you know, if you want to get really deep here, um, I was raped twice by two separate men, two separate experiences. So that really, um, changed my, that really in one point took a serious toll on my self worth and my self love with myself. And now I am blessed that it happened because it has completely transformed my life, my health, my, my, my compassion for myself. And, um, you know, that for women and, you know, nowadays it's one in four, almost now one in three women that that's happened to. So a lot of the women that you work with, I mean, also as well as men um, and, and other, they have had a lot of things happen to them that, you know, you really don't know what people have, have gone through when you work with somebody. And so it's really important to kind of keep that, you know, compassion true. Um, and it comes off, you know, like in your, in, in your coaching. Um, and, um, just, you know, the rest of it is just, you know, all of us just unlearning all the bullshit stuff that we learn as a child of, you know, our family's beliefs and our, the judgments and the criticisms and all that stuff and just unlearning everything, you know, the whole goal in life is to unlearn everything you have been attached or conditioned to. And if we all did that, you know, it, it we would just be all as a, as a human race, completely different. And, and those are kind of, you know, the things, and, and also, you know, you know, not to, you know, I'm not a big name dropper, but working with some high profile clientele that has also changed my life. Um, you know, having the opportunity to, work with some of the most powerful women in the world that really empowered me and allowed me to, um, you know, see what caliber of person that I was, you know, at, at, on a personal level. Um, so yeah. And yeah. And just, just living, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very big into experience and I'm total curious, George, I am a very curious person. So I think that's, what's really allowed me to, um, thus far be so successful in my life is because you, you can't stop being curious. And the moment you do is the moment you're dead. And so for me, you know, whether it's learning about myself, learning about how to help others, um, and just having fun and just not taking myself so seriously. Um, so that's my goal kind of for this year is, is not taking why, why so serious, yeah. not being so serious. So that's great. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, I think that, like you said earlier, one of the things that helps make us a great, a better and a great coach is our life experiences. And that's why I think for us, you need to be in the industry for a certain amount of time. You need to be a certain age so that and to the degree that you can really start to resonate with people and help you know, you, when you identify with problems that they're struggling with, it makes it a lot easier to help them. And it a lot makes it a lot easier for them to, to trust in the process from you. Does that sound fair? Yes, very much so. Um, gaining trust of somebody is huge, huge. If they don't, if they don't trust you, like, see you later. That's, that's it. You have to be the vault. Like you are the vault as like Seinfeld would say, like, are we keeping this in the vault? Like you are every single person's vault that you come across. So trust is very big for me. Yeah. It's a very big. Who presently inspires you to do what you do to continue to grow each day? Well, 
Um, presently inspires me? Um, that's a really good question. So per personally and professionally, yeah. I would say professionally, um, my business mentor right now, John Romanello, um, as well as some other figures that I learn through, whether it be Dr. Guy or um, some of the doctors that I learn about with functional medicine or biofilms or things of that sort. Um, but um, my, my mom is very, um, she inspires me. Um, we don't always get along all the time, but she's strong as hell. And she is like a serious warrior. And I both of my parents have a serious work, work ethic. So uh, that definitely inspires me. Um, and a lot of my colleagues inspire me and a lot of people don't say this, but like some of my best friends in the industry and some of the most successful people, you know, I am inspired by my colleagues to learn better and be better and um, just be better than the person I was an hour ago. I am very, very big. And if I am not a better person than I was yesterday, I feel like I have wasted the day. Um, and I am obsessed with being uncomfortable because if I am not uncomfortable, I'm not growing. So, um, I'm very, very big in that. Um, yeah. And I'm just inspired right now to officially get my website out, start writing, start publishing, um, start transforming my business to start doing online stuff. And, um, so that's what I'm really excited and inspired about, um, right now. And of course, food always inspires me, you know, and we love yes. food. Yes. Well, the, way, <laughs> the, the way you post about it on social media and we'll, we'll share oh. your, your information in a minute, but obviously that's something you're, you're very passionate about. Um, if it's okay with you, I'm going to share a quote that I pulled off your Facebook page that oh. was, and it doesn't have to do with pooping either. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this. Uh, okay. Shoot. Let's and hear you it. Would, you had posted a quote, and I think it's, it's um, something that will resonate with everyone, but you posted a quote and it said, a successful woman is one who can build a firm foundation with the bricks others have thrown at her. End quote. And then you said, I love this quote so much because it resonates with, resonates with me like madness. Lately, I've had so many bricks thrown at me. I could be building a two-story brick wall to keep out all of the people who are waiting for me to fail. Failing is a part of life, a part of success. So if you're waiting to see if I'll get back up every time, keep waiting. I'm short, so I'm not that far from the ground. It's quite easy to stand up every damn time. Today, I stood up to do my fourth Lancome photo shoot this year alone, and I can't be more effing proud of myself because my opinion is the only one that matters. If I cared about what every single person thought of me and allowed that to dictate my self-worth, I'd probably be sulking in a hole somewhere. So, <laughs> so do you. Oh, that made me teary-eyed. So do you and do it standing up. And uh, you obviously do you. You are a very special person. You're helping a lot of people. And um, representing everything that's really great about our industry um, when there's so many things that can be frustrating on so many different levels, having practitioners like you there to support all of the people that need help, um, because there's so many of them, uh, well, you know, that's a very special thing. So thank you so much for all of that. Um, Lexi, how can people find you? 
Well, um, you can find me on uh, my Facebook business page or my personal page. It's uh, Biogenics Consulting or my personal page is Alexandra Kasturis, uh, K-U-S-T-U-R-I-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-